You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee, and you are listening to another episode of This Is How We See It. And when I say we, I mean me. I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm so grateful that um, you've decided to spend a little bit of your time with me. So let's get right to it. Um, I want to talk today about the times that we are living in. The Bible calls it perilous times. And I'm going to talk about two things that have uh, happened in this country. One, I consider, well, both are very heinous. Uh, but one, just calculating. I mean, just heinous and, 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 and calculating. I was, I was driving down. Yesterday was my aunt's 69th birthday. Happy birthday, Aunt Clinice. And my sister, m- me, my sister, and my nephew were driving to the party. And we're driving down the highway, and it's about a four or five lane highway. I think it might be. It might be a five lane highway. And to the right of me, I could see that there was a car that had its blinkers on that were trying to was trying to get into the lane. There was a car right beside me to my right that had two white women in the car. Not that that matters, but you know, and they would not allow the car to get in front of them. And as a matter of fact, they would speed up so that the car wouldn't get in front of them. And I just remember saying to my sister, like, that's just, that's just hateful. That's just mean and, 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 and just hateful. But it goes to the times that we are living in. And again, the Bible says that it's perilous times. I want to read um, just a scripture from uh, the book of 2 Timothy. And it says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Now, this is the English standard version, but the King James version says perilous times. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good. So that means loving bad, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather rather than lovers of God, 
having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. And it actually goes, um, you know, it's more to that scripture. I didn't read all of it, but you know, I'm a man of faith, and I, I, I believe what the Bible says. And, and as most of you know, I live in North Carolina, and there's a city that's kind of close to me in Durham. And every time I cut on my television, somebody is shot. I mean, Durham, the, the, the gun violence in Durham, North Carolina, people get shot everywhere. But the gun violence in Durham, North Carolina is just staggering to me. Somebody is always getting shot and they don't care who they're shooting. Children getting shot, people, people minding their own business and sitting on their front porches are getting shot. People driving down the street. Uh, not too long ago, the police arrested a teenager because he was shooting at cars with, with a BB gun. Just, ran, just random cars. Just shooting. Again, it goes to show you the times that we are living in. I want to talk about a story in particular um, that I just, just uh, it, it just amazed me. And I got this from the New York Post. And it talks about a chemist um, who lived in an apartment complex and what he was doing to his neighbors above him. The Florida chemist student charged with injecting poison underneath his neighbor's front door wrote a lengthy quote from late Apple founder Steve Jobs on the wall of his apartment, which is now for rent. Now, I know I'm going to butcher this name, but I think it's Zhu Ming Li, and forgive me if that is not the correct pronunciation, who faces a slew of felonies for polluting Umar Abdullah's residence with a toxic opioid mix and sickening his family, was forced to vacate the condo and has since put the two-bedroom Tampa home on the market for $2,050 a month. So this man, this chemist who knows what he's doing, was injecting a toxic opioid poisonous mix into his upstairs neighbor's apartment. A picture from the listening from the listing shows an orange wall covered in choice words of wisdom from the tech legend who was Steve Jobs. And it said this. Now, this was in the apartment of the guy, of the chemist that's, that's doing the dirty deed. Don't let the noise of others' opinions draw, drawn out of your own inner voice. I'm sorry, let me, let me read that again. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. 
reads a portion of the six-line quote, and most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. <laughs> Isn't that rich? Abdullah told the Post Thursday that he is still reeling from the oil from the ordeal that left his entire family, including his infant daughter, mysteriously ill for long periods. On multiple occasions, and, and actually the article shows the video, on multiple occasions, Lee squirted a nauseous brew of methadone and hydrocodone into a crevice underneath Abdullah's door after they squabbled for months over noise complaints. So this joker took a syringe, filled it full of this poison, and was injecting it under the door into this man's house where he lived with his wife and newborn child. So this man had no regard that there was an infant, a newborn baby in this man's house. I'm looking to move to a new townhouse, Abdullah said. I will never live in another apartment. I know that maybe this person was the only person in the world who would ever do something like this, but the fear is in our hearts now. Abdullah said Lee's alleged crimes were especially shocking because he was so hospitable after they first moved in directly above him in June of 2022. Abdullah passingly mentioned to Lee that he was waiting for his internet service to activate, and Lee happily gave him his Wi-Fi password to use in the meantime. The budding scientist who lived with his own wife and two small kids also gifted the Abdullahs a dress to mark the birth of their daughter. So he had a wife and children. And he's doing this to this man, his wife and child. That's why all of this is so surprising, Abdullah said. I just didn't understand it. The relationship started to sour after Lee began sending Abdullah text messages complaining about noise from their apartment soon after his daughter's arrival. The initial salvo attached to the end of a congratulatory note about the baby was gentle enough. So he was nice to him when he first moved in. And then it all began to change with the birth of his daughter. By the way, this is what the note said after he congratulated him on his new baby. By the way, could you please walk slower and not move furniture after 11 p.m., Lee asked. The big sound always wakes me up. Now, let me pause right there because I just recently purchased a condo 
and I'm the middle unit. So I've got somebody under me and I have somebody above me. Now, me personally, I am very careful about what I do in my unit because I know that there is someone that is under me. But I will tell you this, that the person whose unit is above me, not so much. Sometimes I'm telling you, I don't know. I, 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 sometimes I don't know what's going on in the unit above me. And it's almost like they have no kind of, they don't care. People don't care these days. They're going to do whatever it is they want to do. And they are not thinking, they are not concerned with how it affects others. Abdullah, a tech professional, originally from Bangladesh, said he was mildly surprised by the message because his family wasn't especially loud. But Lee's complaints grew so frequent that Abdullah organized a simulation to see just how disruptive his family's movements were to his downstairs neighbors. While his wife remained upstairs in their apartment, Abdullah and a condo official met with Lee in Lee's residence to listen for any offending sounds. Abdullah said he instructed his spouse to make every movement imaginable, from walking and moving chairs to jumping up and down. We couldn't hear anything, he recalled. The landlord said he didn't either. There was barely any noise. And he said, I think the neighbor Lee was embarrassed. But the feud persisted with Lee later buying a decibel reading device and attempting to capture unreasonable hikes in sound. Again, there was barely anything, Abdullah said. Now, this article, it didn't interview Lee, but it interviewed, this is coming from Abdullah. Months later, the family suddenly began experiencing mysterious bouts of severe nausea and dizziness. In the midst of their illnesses, Lee sent yet another text asking the Abdullahs to quiet down. Can you walk softer, he wrote. We couldn't sleep last night. Abdullah wrote back and noted his family's plight. He said this, sorry to hear that, he responded. My house is full of eye-burning gas from the water heater. I was hurriedly opening my windows and doors and that was causing panic footsteps, probably. Lee, who would soon be charged for pumping that substance into his neighbor's home, replied, I heard it from your landlord, he said. Sorry to hear your situation. This joker is the one that's causing the nausea and the dizziness and the sickness. Oh, sorry to hear about your situation. Two days later, 
as Abdullah frantically tried to discover why his family was falling sick, Lee resumed his objections to their noise output. And again, writing again to him, could you please walk slower? Finally, Abdullah set up a hidden camera. So something came to Abdullah's mind. Because I'm assuming Abdullah is like, no, something's just not adding up here. So he set up a hidden camera that captured Lee crouching down and emptying a syringe full of chemicals underneath his front door. And that's that methadone and what is it? Hydrocodone, hydrocodone or whatever. Lee was arrested, evicted from his apartment, and expelled from the University of Southern Florida last week. He is due back in court on December 5th. What a low-down, dirty thing to do. He knew that there was an infant child in that apartment, and he did not care. This is what I'm saying about people don't care. We are living in a time where people only care about themselves. Be careful, people. Stay watchful. I'm the type of person, you know, I speak to neighbors. Hey, how y'all doing? But I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm just not one of those, you know, because what I've, what I understand is that everybody who smiles in your face isn't your friend. Some of them are actually stabbing you in your back. Now, I've seen that because I've been in corporate America for many, many, many years, and I've seen what people do. There's another story uh, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, um, at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. There was a graduate student who walked into school, walked into one of his professor's uh, classrooms, and shot him dead. The school was on lockdown. I remember I was sitting here uh, when it came on uh, my television. We still don't know a motive, or at least they haven't, um, they haven't said what the motive is yet. And it just, it's just crazy. Like, sometimes I wonder, like, what could be enough, unless, self, unless it's self-defense, what really could be enough for someone to take someone else's life? Again, except in self-defense. But this is perilous times. These are the times that we live in. All you have to do is cut on your news, and you know the news is going to cover anything, anything bad. The news, they're going to have it on the news, trust me. You can, you, you can bet that the bad stuff is going to be covered before the good stuff is going to be covered on the news. But I want people to be careful. Watch your surroundings. Don't be scared of people, but don't, 
Don't be so trusting to a fault. Pray and ask God for wisdom and knowledge and, 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 you know, one of the things that my grandmother used to tell me, even, even as a child, she used to say to me, son, treat everybody right because you will reap exactly what you sow. And we talked about that, what, about two shows ago, about sowing and reaping. It's the law of God. It's inevitable. Nobody escapes. If you sow bad seeds, you will reap a bad harvest. In other words, some people call it karma. I don't call it karma, but, you know, I understand what they're talking about. But I call it the law of sowing and reaping. And what it is that you do to other people will come back on you. And that's one of the reasons why I try to treat everybody right. And if there's anybody out there under the sound of my voice that I have hurt, that I have done wrong, please forgive me. But I do try not to go out of my way, you know, to be mean to people because I believe that you reap exactly what you sow. So let's treat everybody right. I don't have to agree with you. You can have your own opinion. I've said this so many times on this show. I don't know where we got, you know, that if you don't look like me, if you don't act like me, if you don't talk like me, if you don't think like me, then you are my enemy. I don't know where we, I don't know how we came to be that kind of nation. But it seems that we are. We here, we are here now. If you're not a Republican, then I can't stand you. And if you're not a Democrat, then I I I I hate you. It's so much vitriol on Twitter. Twitter is Twitter has gotten terrible. I'm just especially in the political arena. There there have been Democrats and Republicans for 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 decades. You're not my enemy because I don't agree with something that you either are doing or saying. That's your life. You can live your life the way you want to live. I don't have to agree with it. It's not my life. And I don't have to stand before God to give an account for what you've done in your life. I must watch my life. I must, I must govern myself accordingly. And I got to watch myself and make sure that I'm doing right. Because if I'm governing myself, I really don't have time to govern you. And here's another thing, and, and I, I want to say it again. Just because somebody doesn't agree with your life or what you think or whatever, that doesn't mean that they hate you. People have difference of opinions. And it used to be that that was a good thing. It used to be that's what this country were, was made of, different opinions and people respecting that your opinion is different from, from theirs. But now it's like, if it's, if it's different, then it's evil. You don't have to think like I think. You don't have to agree with how I live my life. And I don't have to agree with how you live your life, but you have a right to live it. And so do I. And that's my show. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.